This is Future 2 Bright Eric Taylor. And I am the Blonde Blur Mikey Montgomery. We are the bullish trend, the Bitcoin boys. That's one word with an I and a capital Z at the end, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're not streaming live on IWTV. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's The Doctor Is In. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everlistens Fine podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose a desire, and you can go to the merch store at No You Cannot, which is not a website. We just don't have one anymore. Like I said, I am your host, Justin Summers, and we're going to be talking about... AIW's The Doctor is in and uh got a I got two returning people haven't been on for a little while. First we have Stacy. Hey man, how's it going? Uh, been a while for you, what? Uh, first of around the first of the year when we did uh end of the year shit. Yeah, that's that's probably right. Yeah, my work schedule, man. I can't really do I'm on a different shift this week as I change jobs inside the company. Here I am. Yeah. That was half the reason why probably I won't- I haven't asked you in a while too. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're st- I know like roughly when the schedule is. And it's like, if we c- couldn't record on a Sunday, I'm just not asking. Right. Yeah. I, I probably won't be able to be back on for who knows how fucking long. make the most of it while I'm here. <laughs> and we also have Pam. Hello. So Pam, you got a brownie Sunday again. I did. It was not as disappointing as the last one, but it's still not homemade brownie. So we decided we we're going to make our own brownie Sundays for the next Tadmore show. <laughs> I even suggested we make our own brownie Sundays. Oh, and that part was you guys. Then I was like, let's sell it for $3 and undercut <laughs> the fucking shrine. Undercut the fucking sons of bitches. A competing brownie Sunday booth outside the parking <laughs> lot. Hey, man, we can do it. Have faith in us. And by that Real talk, I'm saying this now, though. Uh, Gauntlet for the Gold is at Akron. It is not going to be bitter fucking cold outside like it was for this last show. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a big-ass tailgate. Oh, you already know. Yeah, that's what we're kind of hoping on. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we got great weather that day, too. So uh, imagine the tailgate on top of the Brownie Sundays. It's going to be a great, great fucking day. Oh, for sure. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into this show. And also with this, uh, we all kind of like sat together. You guys are yeah. in the second row, and I was in the first row. Thanks, Pedro. Yeah, kind of, kind of like him, it would not be possible. Kind of like how that worked out. The only thing I don't like is like I've been in a lot of the corner seats lately by the entrance, which I can get some like really good pictures of the entrance. But like anything with the match, like I gotta fucking 
uh, ring corner in my way. So that can be annoying, but all in all, at least I had friends around me this time. So it was, that, that part was fun. I want to know who the dude was who never showed up for his seat. Uh, <laughs> I think Pedro thought was Charlie Butters. Charlie Billick, was that his name? I, I don't, think so. I'll say I don't yeah. remember, but yeah, that... I, I, not, well, Butters, not Butters Charlie, who had a front row ticket and didn't show up. Uh, you were... You had a seat. <laughs> Thanks for not showing up. You gave uh, Mike Trombetta and Justin some more room. Yes, <laughs> that was very much. That part was very much appreciated. I'm wondering if uh, it was kind of like me. Like I came in like way later than I'm I'm used to coming in, and knowing how like seats are, like I didn't exactly know where I was. So like I like I got my wristband and everything. I I walked in and then like saw how many people were there, and I'm like fuck. I don't exactly know where I'm at and I'm not going to sit there and like try to get through and look at all, all the front row seats because I would have probably started on the side close to me and then like obviously get around to the other side. And I'm I'm just, that's, that could be annoying. So I turned around, I went to Pedro. I'm like, where's my seat? And he was like, Oh, you're like right on the one corner by by Stacey. And I'm like, perfect. Like gave me enough directions to like know where I'm going. So yeah. So I, I wonder if it was one of those things where the person was just like, uh, I know I paid for this seat, but I'm going to sit somewhere else. Maybe whatever the case, uh, you, you got the better end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, uh, these, these seats can be like too close together and having like another person there or should they have oh, the person dude, not there made it so much better. Those Akron seats got that little bit of padding on them though. I'll take it. Now let's, uh, let's get into this card and we will start with the first match. We had Riley Rose versus Derek dillinger i i liked this as 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 a first match there's just something about that uh intensity and everything of Derek and ziggy great start for the show and then you got uh yeah good old riley rose who's been trying to make something of the past year was that new music for riley rose i didn't recognize it when it hit i mean i knew like once i saw him i was like oh riley rose but, like, at the start of the, the thing, he was the first one out, and I had no fucking clue who was coming out. I think he's used it once. Yeah, I think he used it at the Winchester. Yeah. Uh, okay. What were your thoughts on the match, Stacey? Uh, it was good, man. Uh, I I think Riley Rose's came a long fucking way mm-hmm. uh, from, I mean, he was he was on his way to here and had that kind of speed bump uh, after that Ash Tabula show where he hurt himself. Uh, but I... He's he's back on pace, and Derek always has good fucking. Miss. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw Derek have a bad match. The dynamic of him and Ziggy, you know, the production's still really fucking. Uh, he, if, if anything, the only thing I would say is it kind of seems right now like uh, Derek's kind of running directionless. Not to make a pun, yeah. Uh, but like, there's not really any clear trajectory. Uh, for for like what's going on with but uh, matches are fucking tip top. What were your thoughts, uh, Pam? Um, it was a good first match. Uh, good match to get everything going. Uh, anything with Derek in it is always going to be good because Derek is phenomenal. Um, the one thing that I will say is I kind of did watch the show back already. Um, whenever it went up the other day, and I saw it. It looks shoddy in person, but watching it back, that swinging neckbreaker Riley does, he needs it, like, it just needs to be tighter. And if he could, like, get that tighter, it would look so sick and it would, like, help him so much. 
but he is like he was doing so well before being injured and he's slowly getting back on his feet but the matchup between them two it was it was a really good matchup and then ziggy being ziggy is just always amazing i would like to see riley bring back that fucking i call it walker yeah the crowd killer jumping out feet first onto people on the outside i mean in this case i there were only two people for him to jump out on but when anytime that dude's in a multi-man pulling that shit out because that thing fucking rules there was oh god there's some spots in this match that i remember thinking like oh like that's gonna be something to talk about and i've been so many days i flat out fucking forgot him yeah and i haven't watched the show back so i'm just relying on pure memory were there any spots that stood up pam I don't remember. But yeah, Derek had some pretty awesome shit happen. Because Derek is Derek, and he always does awesome stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I think he did bust out like a, a new move or something like that. Fuck off, Stacy. Yeah. Yeah, he, um... Oh, shit. Let me... I'm so bad at names. You have the damn internet in your hand. I'm on the damn internet. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm trying to get it pulled up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what he pulled out, but I know that I think that was like one, one of those uh, things. Oh, the cravat bomb. Okay, and it looks amazing. It was uh Derek getting the pin on Riley Rose, and like I said, that was a pretty fun match to start off with. Yeah, you always want to start off hot, and if you're wanting to go in that direction, Derek is definitely the person that have for sure. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Katie Arquette versus Jocelyn Navarro. Katie making her Akron debut and just same old Jocelyn. Well, technically in the AIW, this is her debuting the the two piece attire. I know that because she had and made, the blonde wig and the and she the, looks so cute. Yeah, I think that was the the blonde debut in general too. She was, I think she posted pictures, but she was like, "No, nah, I'm waiting for." For AIW to debut that. Yeah, it looks good on her. I like it. I'm actually kind of jealous because that's the state of blonde I wanted. How do you guys feel about uh, Katie Arquette and AIW? Uh, you know, I she, this show, giving her a spot on, you know, something a little bit bigger, last show being a win. Um, I think it went a long way for her to be in there with Joss versus the other match she had at the Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um. I that Winchester match was the first match I had seen her have in probably three years since I had seen her wrestle in person. And she has improved over what I last saw by leaps and fucking. Um, she's fucking much improved. Um, this match with Joss, I thought was really good. Uh, I, I thought it was solid. Uh, that one fucking drop kick that Joss gave her. Yeah, that's shit. what I wanted to talk about too, man. Holy fucking shit. She launched her into outer space. Yeah, I don't know if Katie's going to want to come. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with the state of, of women's wrestling on the as it is right now, uh, I think having Katie Arquette being somewhat local, uh, being from, you know, Pittsburgh area, and her being at the talent level where she is now, it's good to have her in the mix um, because there's there's not a lot out there. Yeah, and she's definitely in terms of what's out there, she's solid. Yeah, much improved over what I had seen. What are your thoughts on uh, think- Katie Arquette, Pam? I agree a hundred percent. Like I remember seeing her uh, at IWC a handful of years ago, and 
I remember her being on the Wardlow level of shitty. Um, so, like, he's obviously not shitty now, but, like, he was shitty. Like, real, we would rag on how shitty he was, because it was oh, shitty. So bad. so bad. But she definitely has improved. I, I like seeing her at AIW, um, with her moniker being, what is the queen of the silver screener? Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly wouldn't doubt at some point if they would put Derek and her together. I having think that's another woman somewhere else, right? Or if it is. yeah, if that is actually happening elsewhere, maybe it won't. But <clears throat> um, yeah, her and Joss having that match, like she was really able to show more of what she's able to do in comparison to the last handful of matches that she's had at AIW. Um, especially with the other competitors that she's had. Uh, Jocelyn is definitely more skilled than them. Um, anything, but uh, So she's able to do more things, and th- them to the match that they had was really good. And that, that fucking kick, there's a gif of it somewhere on the internet, and it's just chef's kiss. I keep forgetting that we don't do video, but, you know, chef's kiss beautiful. Um, but yeah, I, I like Katie. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing more of her at AIW. I think Caden has a video of it uh, on his Twitter feed. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I remember just seeing it somewhere that night or the next day. And it was just, I just watched it over and over again. Cause it's just so good. Yeah. I, I like the hey. idea of Katie being added to the women's division, AIW, just because like what Stacey said of her being so close of it kind of like makes it to where the pool of closer talent is is easier to get to instead of having Mm -hmm. like just jocelyn now we we have like jocelyn we have ziggy if ziggy gets used like that but it's hasn't i don't think she really had a one-on-one woman's match that i could think of but adding katie to that and megan that's i mean that's something and who knows maybe with katie arquette it can start a trend of arquettes and we can finally get david arquette (laughs) i think me and me and Butters talked about that last week and of everybody that has had to cancel AIW, like that's the one that like, damn that I, I really wish he could have been here, especially like after recently watching the screen movies, dude, that's, that's the fucking one. It's the one that sucks the most because the deal is everybody else. I mean, unless they're dead, um, there's still a chance because they were so involved in wrestling and you know, most of those guys, continue to want to try to make a couple bucks off autograph signings uh the 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 opportunities there down the road for them to come back in <clears throat> david arquette a lot of that shit that he was doing was like hand in hand with that fucking documentary that he made mm-hmm. and now that he's off of wrestling and back to clown shit i don't know if you're gonna see him do much in wrestling mm-hmm. is he our great white buffalo yeah, I think so. I don't think I don't think you'll see him come back. I mean, it would be rad as fuck if he came in, even if it was like something where he was brought in in conjunction with uh, maybe an appearance at Toy Hio or something. Who fucking was? I don't even know how that would work. I don't know if there are fucking toys from Scream of him. I think there's just Ghostface toy, but whatever or like any other appearance that he might have like regionally where you could just like fit it in where like i don't even care if that motherfucker gets in the ring i just want him to show up and do an autograph signing he's mm-hmm. a wrestling celebrity he was the wcw champion come on it counts i remember when that was announced for hell on earth 
And Amanda looked at me and she was like, I'm going to that show. <laughs> yeah. Just be just because of fucking him. And you gotta gotta and the wa- funny thing about Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say you gotta kinda wonder like how many other people would have done that too? Of like, oh, David Arquette's gonna be at a wrestling show? Fuck, I wanna go. Yeah. Well, and so the funny thing about David Arquette is he's kind of floated between being like a fucking D level celebrity and a Z level celebrity for a whole lot of time. Like there was a window in the late nineties early 2000s where he was like a legitimate celebrity and then he just became the weirdo that was married to courtney cox Mm -hmm. uh and he wasn't like i'm i'm pretty sure there was a period of time in like the mid 2000s where you could have probably booked david arquette to come hang out for uh, 800 bucks um but not now i mean i had a friend who lived in la that used to go to like these fucking weird parties they would put on that had like fucking puppet shows and shit so his career trajectory seems to be a little bit better right now man he really needs to come to aiw ed needs to meet him he just have puppet shows well he, he also does love uh david arquette because he beat nick gage in that death match that's true too. i don't think he beat nick gage or what was it what was it he that got he- his throat cut oh by it's been so here. long, I don't even remember. He certainly didn't beat Nick. I don't remember, but I, I know Ed always talked about that match. And it was, well, he loves it, that match. It, but... it, it was in favor of David Arquette, too. Well, yeah, because who expected David Arquette to fucking actually have a death match? Come on. Fucking legend. Dies in the new Scream movie. Come on! <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> fucking spoilers. You've already seen it. Fuck off. Yeah, you, other, other people, people haven't. You guess what? It's been out long enough. You should have seen it by now. It has, no, it has you a, can say that about like Scream. You could be like, oh yeah, you didn't know that fucking Drew Barrymore dies at the beginning of the movie. That is not a spoiler. But like the fucking Scream has not been out that goddamn long. You can be like, well, you should have seen it. It's not even on That's, physical home release yet. Yeah. <laughs> I you can watch don't it have on Paramount Plus to watch it for technically free? Get the fuck out of here. I don't have Paramount Plus. <laughs> Quit being a poor. I don't have Paramount Plus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude, Paramount Plus is awesome. You should have it. I wouldn't go that far, but it's all right. I, it's not. It's so like, it's got like all the old Nick stuff on it, though. And that's awesome. And new iCarly. But yeah, I'm not at that. And some cool movies. <laughs> Do you want to use ours like at of course, I would I would watch Nickelodeon stuff, but it's die Carly doesn't doesn't appeal to me. But I've actually seen the new Scream movie I saw in the theater. Yeah, I, I knew you saw it already. That's why I said it because all three of us have seen it. So that's I was like, I know I ain't spoiling it for Justin, but sorry to whoever is listening and has not seen it. That should encourage you to see it. It was actually a decent movie. To set the record fucking straight, by the way, Nick Gage. Certainly defeated David Arquette okay. on November 16th, 2018 <laughs> in Los <laughs> Angeles, California. 17 Ar- minutes, 56 seconds. Does David Arquette have uh, a cage match? Yeah. Awesome. Does David Arquette have a cage match? He has world heavyweight title matches on his cage match. Both of them. Too funny. He <laughs> has a victory over Tank Abbott in two minutes and 14 seconds. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought about him having a cage match, but I guess it did does make sense. The space between mm-hmm. his two matches uh, from December 13th, 2010, when he, uh, like, there's big jumps. So, like, he loses to Jeff Jarrett 
in the cage mm-hmm. uh for the G for the WCW world title uh in July 2000. His next match is in December 2010 where uh he loses to Randy Orton. Um and then his next match is in July of 2018 uh when he loses to RJ City. <laughs> Who I didn't, it's an accomplishment that he has wrestled so many times against and with RJ City, a guy who almost nobody has seen wrestle, but everyone knows. Like that dude never wrestles. And I, I think maybe half of his career is with David Arquette. Yeah. Maybe we can get David he, Arquette for old wrestling. Dude, David Arquette wrestled some crazy people on that run. There are, there are fucking weird matches in here. I think some of them weirder than fucking Nick Gage. He wrestled Timothy Thatcher. Like, there's some of this shit that makes sense. Like, Peter Avalon, Jungle Boy. Like, that's his friend's kid. I get that. Yeah. But he, like, he wrestled old Tom Strong, Tim Storm, no tag-teamed shit. with him against Joe Josephus in NWA. He wrestled Mr. Anderson, Ethan Page. Ethan Page got a David Arquette match. That, I think, that I think I remember, yeah. I thought it was Alpha 1. I mean, I guess if you can book yourself in it, why not? <laughs> he wrestled... Greg Valentine and the Honky Tonk Man in the year of our Lord 2019. What was his last match? Uh, his last match was a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, David Arquette. I don't even know what this fucking is. I don't even know how to read. I'm just going to read what it says on the screen. Uh, for your consideration, two-on-one handicap, a little angry tree and Bob Ross parentheses david arquette defeat whopper texas ranger wpw as soon as possible tv show at burbank moose lodge in burbank california what the fuck that's i think my iq just dropped 10 points from just hearing what you said that was july of 2021 uh his last match before that was david arquette and rj city defeat colt cabana and Joey Ryan at Bar Wrestle. Man, he wrestled some real shitty people. Joey Ryan and Bull James. Oh, man. He just looked. I'm going to not say anything. Oh. Sit here and sip my coffee. Act like I'm that Kermit meme. Dipping my tea. Yeah, y'all were taking so damn long talking before we started. I, I brewed a pot of coffee. I was falling asleep. I figured to tell you, though, I there's a, a real sick part of me. That once, oh man, it was on that show. There's no way that that they've probably scrubbed that thing from the fucking internet. <laughs> I want to. There's a sick part of my brain that wants to see what the fuck kind of match Timothy Thatcher and David Arquette had, but it was at Joey Ryan's penis party. Okay, mm, yeah. which both explains why I never knew what fucking happened. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just can't. That's got to be the weirdest fucking match ever. Like the rest, a lot of these other people he wrestled are like, you know, comedy. Like Ethan Page can do comedy, Peter Avalon, fucking RJ City, Colt Cabana. They can do comedy. Timothy Thatcher versus David Arquette. Fucking match would have been fucking intrigued. I want to see it. Do you think it was any, any, Do you think it was anything like Katie Arquette versus Jocelyn Navarro? No, I don't. I think <laughs> it was probably quite different. But hey, man, one thing leads into another. We can get back on track now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm done with the I'm done with the David Arquette wrestling career uh, history. Pam, are you done spoiling movies? I guess. Uh, any other thoughts on this match? No. No, uh, it was good. Good match. Yeah. Jocelyn Navarro got the pin on Katie Arquette for the win. Let's move on to the Ooh. next one. 
Jackson Stone versus Dominic Garini. And uh, coming into this match, there uh, there was uh, some special people close to our seats. Turns out it was Dom's parents. Yeah, Dom's parents sit in front row over by us. His dad rules. Mm-hmm. His dad's tough as fuck. Dom, uh, Dom's tough as nails, and his mom's a sweetheart. For sure. Yeah, they were they were great people to sit by, and they uh, well, Dom came out and uh, gave him a hug. As you do, it's his fucking parents, man. I think this was this supposed to be the first time they've ever been front row to a match. I don't know. Or so, I, I don't thought, know that. I thought someone had I had heard that before the show. I don't know. I mean, I know they've came and seen him wrestle. Bar. Okay. I don't know if it was the first time of front row. They they were definitely front row. This uh, this was a kind of interesting one because you had Jackson Stone hadn't been in AIW in a little over two years. I don't remember him ever being. Uh, he wrestled in another Akron show, wasn't it? Yes, he was in a pre-show match for the uh, Hey Yo. And then even before that... He oh, he did have another match. I'd have to I'd have to pull up his cage match, but he has been to AIW back in the Mount Carmel days. He's almost eighty shows in a row. Everything blends together anymore. I don't even. Yeah, I knew at least they were. I had seen him at least once before. Yeah, because he he was definitely part of that pre-show match. It was it was when within his first year, according to Cage Match, and he was yeah, it was uh, the match that I thought it was, but I wasn't hundred percent sure it was at. F- AIW's Fresh Meat six-way match, and it featured Big Mo, Benjamin Boone, Broderick Shaw, him, Jackson Stone, John Greed, and John Silver. This was a kind of a hoss match, and this is where you, we really got to see that that brilliance of John Silver that people are seeing weekly on TV. I think that might have been before I was coming. Yeah. Well, e- even if, like, you know, Jackson Stone, that was five years in between him being an AW. So right. And yeah. within his first year, like, yeah, it, it's easy to forget. Yeah. Like I've, I think I, I saw him at mega I mean, too. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've seen him at mega and I think like, I've seen him wrestle. I just didn't remember. It. I'd have to pull up the graphic, but I'm, I think Jackson stone was actually a replacement. I think someone couldn't make the show or something. And that was the, what filled the spot. But yeah, like I was saying, it's been like it's been like two years since he's been in AIW. Uh, big dude going up against Donna Greeny, hometown uh, hero. And I was I was curious what the reaction was going to be. Obviously, more for Dom, which was awesome. You, you think? Yeah, you think. Just a little bit, huh? Yeah. Uh, but I I enjoyed this match because I felt like it showed a lot more from both of these guys. We know what we get from Dom, but like I'd have to like look at all his opponents, but like, I don't know if he's, he's had many matches in AIW with, you know, a guy of Jacqueline stone size. Well, I mean, for me, the big thing was I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't have high expectations for Jackson stone going into this match. Uh, he exceeded the exp- expectations I had mm-hmm. for sure. By, by far. Exceed. Um, I would also go as far as to say, I think Dom probably had the biggest crowd reaction out of the night. Maybe Wes was close uh, mm-hmm. later on in the night, but the the crowd reaction for Dom was huge. He had a lot of support in the, mm-hmm. uh, and he had a fucking what I thought to be a really good, really fucking heavy hitting match with Jackson Stone. Dude did again. Jackson Stone did shit that I was not expecting. Uh, I just didn't remember him being uh, at the level 
Uh, he, he looked to be this past Saturday. Kind of a fucking cool surprise. What are your thoughts on the match, Pam? So I also didn't really know what to expect out of Jackson Stone going into this. Um, it had been a while since I'd seen him, and I wasn't sure how things were going to go. But um, they put on a really good match. Dom just absolutely is just a beast. And he's getting better and better with every match. Um, and he's looking great after being down for so long. Uh, but yeah, they um, they had a really good match. Uh, Dom put on a hell of a show for his parents, that's for sure. Uh, once uh, Jackson Stone took down his straps, I thought maybe something was going to happen. Because, you know, sometimes you don't always put the hometown guy over and sometimes it's like a little bit of an insult because especially uh i thought maybe uh dick face one and two would run out which they eventually did um but i thought that they were going to cause something to happen at the end of the match to have jackson stone actually win um but it was nice to see that dom was able to get the w and come over and celebrate with his parents it was adorable i kind of thought when this match was announced that we could potentially see uh, Casey Carrington and Brian Carson come out and then we get a tag match with Jackson Stone and Dominic Greeny tagging together. But I was like, nah, like I, I don't think that would necessarily work. It'd, it'd feel kind of repetitive for this feud. So I'm happy right. that we, we did get the match. And then afterwards, you know, Carson and Carrington come out, but they end up retreating. So it was like, okay, we got we got the match. We got a little bit more of what's going on with the feud, but it wasn't like something that was repetitive. We had like a, a rare thing where they're like, now nah, we're gonna now nah, we're not we're not doing it tonight. Okay, cool. On to the on to the next show for them. So that that I thought was refreshing. Oh, I didn't realize Jackson Stone was on that fucking uh fenced fury show that uh Kaplan and Josh had that fucking uh, crazy match at for JCW. The Juggalo JCW. Yeah, yeah, the Juggalo G. The actual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh cause that w- he's worked. He's done, he's had a lot of fucking matches. He's got a loss to Jocelyn Navarro, too. She won the mega title off or in a match with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was at that show. He's done some extra work for fucking Impact. He's done a lot of shit. I was. He won. He won Impact Gut Check in 2020 i believe any other thoughts on this match exceeded all expectations that i had mm-hmm. i thought it was a really good fucking match was probably the sleeper match of the show yeah for me yeah it was a really good match i can agree it there's parts of it that reminded me of a match later on but i like that i still feel like both of the matches were unique in their own right there was just easy way to put it is some of the chopping uh in the two matches both hit really hard yeah well and the the big difference between those two matches though is there was a lot of that other match was very heavy on chopping period Mm -hmm. this had other shit going yeah Yeah. do you have anything more pam no uh it was it was a really good match for sure uh dom got the win via ref stoppage and then there was a little run out by uh casey carrington and uh carson yeah dumb and dumber (laughs) yeah i was gonna gonna mention that but i did mention a little earlier you know they Came out to ringside, got on got on the apron, looked like they were going to jump in, and Dom just dropped to the mat, sat Indian style, and 
Carrington and Carson walked away. They're like, no, not tonight. Okay. Now, that was that. Let's move on to the next one. Chase Oliver versus Josh Prohibition. Uh, one of the, I would say one of the biggest matches Chase has had in AIW in a while, especially against, you know, a, a legend of this area. A legend in general. I was, well, definitely a legend in general, but I feel like within, obviously within this area, more people know of him, especially around this scene than they might certain other places. Sure. Sure. No, I, I get that. Yeah. Josh is definitely more famous at AIW than he is other places. This was the match that on paper going into the show, I had marked as my match. I thought this was going to steal. the. Do you think it did? I don't. I think it was good, but I don't think it stole the show. I think there's another match later takes those honors, but I thought it was a good match. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a very good match. Uh, there's just, you know, there's a match later that when we get there, I, this match was great. Uh, Chase Oliver is always good. I have rarely seen him have a bad match. Mm -hmm. Uh, and J pro is J pro. Uh, he's, he's going to have his style match with whoever he's in there. And it was good. I was thinking about it during this match that since Chase has returned, this has been a such an amazing run and a fun run at the same time. Like, yeah, I agree. And I think this, that match could turn into something similar to what Lee had with Alex Shelley, mm -hmm. um, where there was like a series of matches. I could easily see there being another Chase Oliver versus Josh Prohibition match. Um, I going into it, the only thing that I thought might happen is Josh hasn't wrestled a lot. <clears throat> I know he's been training people at the school and stuff, but like as far as having an actual match out in front of people, um, it was what Black Friday. Yeah. And then that that was his first match for a really long. And then the break between Black Friday and now. So <clears throat> I thought there might be a little bit of ring rust, but dude didn't look rusty to me at all. It's probably been a while since he had a a one on one match. Yeah, I mean, they went. According to cage match, they went 10 and a half minutes and neither one of them looked real tired at the end of it. You know, that was 10 and a half minutes. It didn't even feel like it was that long. That's because it was good. Exactly. I don't necessarily think any of these matches felt long. I mean, the main event was, there, was the longest match. Was, yeah. I mean, there was one that I thought felt a little trying to figure out when J pro's last one-on-one -on -one match was 2019 and damn it's against uh, Josh Alexander at uh, alpha one. Wow. And his last singles match in AIW makes sense was versus uh, M dog at Gauntlet for the gold 14 at the, wow. the good old cat piss venue. Oh yeah. Then that was, the, and that was the cat piss show. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it'd been a while. Yeah. Other than that, nothing but a uh, even shit. His last match in AIW before hell on earth was versus PME with M Dog. So Euthanasia versus PME at uh Sakimoto takes Cleveland. Yeah, that's been fucking forever ago. Or at least that's feels like it. Long fucking time ago. I think that might be my favorite Winchester show. And it's partially you know, on the, partially because of that Sakimoto match. On the on the other side of this card, I took a look at what Chase Oliver has done since coming back from the last day, right? When okay. he got hurt in indiana there's a lot of big wins he's had a couple losses here and there mm -hmm. but he has had a lot of big wins on this run back up he's got a win over Derek. he's got a win over lee moriarty 
He's got a win over Alex Zane, Gringo Loco, and M-Dog. Uh, he's got uh, another win over Derek, Levi, and PB Smooth. That's a lot of wins. Yeah, I even said it at the show. Like, Wasn't this like his first L in well, forever? For a minute, his last AIW loss was to Jocelyn before this. Uh, got you. But he was coming off. He had beaten Riley Rose, and he had just at Russell Rave beat Big Dan Champ and Lucky 13 and Riley's. Mm-hmm. Riley Rose don't got a good uh, track record it's Chase Oliver. That's for sure. He's lost. He's lost a lot. Uh, but yeah, so I don't think I don't think you know losing to J Pro does not hurt your momentum. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like I still think this is. I said it. I think at the beginning of the year that I thought this was going to be a big year for Chase. I still do think it's going to be a big year. Uh, but I I thought this match was fucking. It didn't steal the show like I thought it was gonna, but it was fucking great. Chase is still one of those. Uh, like AIW standouts of someone who hasn't won a championship and we're waiting for the moment that he does. Well, I mean, there's no championships to win. You got to beat fucking Cardona to get one. Well, like I said, we're waiting for when he does. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, it's something that we've talked about a lot on the show of, you know, between Derek and chase, like that's two people you would expect contending for the intense title guys who have had no belts that I'm aware of. Correct me if I'm wrong. Except for, I mean, I guess Derek technically was tag champ, right? Tag technically, uh, because the production had the tag team titles, but at the same time, it was never defended outside of Magnum and Frankie. Right. So Derek, no fucking titles in AIW. Chase Oliver, no titles in AIW. Dominic Greeny, no titles. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought Dom was going to be like the first student to win the absolute championship, at least current students or like current era students, I should say like nobody from early on and ended up being Bishop. I'm not complaining. It was just like, I remember thinking like that was the next step for Dom and then Bishop ends up getting it first. Even like the first time was short lived. It was still, it still happened. I just feel like the other shoes got to drop from one of those three this year, right? Like, Mm -hmm. One of them, one of them's got to get a little gold. Maybe it'll be Chase. Any other thoughts on this match? No. All right. It was Josh Prohibition pinning Chase for the win, which kind of shocked me. I thought this was going to be a, a big win for for Chase. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But I kind of understood why later. But even like we said, I don't think this loss hurt Chase at all. Nope, not even a little bit. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Next up, we had the Jericho Appreciation Society versus To Infinity and Beyond. I got to tell you, I loved the move at the beginning of this. <laughs> loved everything about it with the fucking awful Jericho music. And some of you that were at the show should be ashamed of yourselves. I saw you singing. <laughs> saw you singing that fucking song. I remember faces. Shameful. So shameful. Shame cup. But, but. That was a fucking babyface move they pulled, saying that we don't have to hear that fucking song. Oh boy, that's face move. I, I think they thought it was a heel move. No, no. <laughs> I was so happy immediately. There was no way I was cheering for Colin and Cheech after that. <laughs> like you came out and made these fucking dorks sing that song, and then told them they couldn't, and then you made it stop playing. Oh boy, that's great. Got me. And then did the Nate Webb treatment and waited and then played like the entire song like 
their music, not Jericho. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I will say, I don't know if anybody in this, like, I assumed that, like, because those guys were playing the role they would, and because at least in that one match against, uh, like, the major bros, Colin and Cheech had kind of had a little bit of a face move where, like, people were cheering for him. I thought there was going to be a little more of that at this show, and there wasn't. This was kind of like uh, heel team versus other heel team. Yeah, Pam, who were you rooting for in this match? Uh, definitely not Colin and Cheech, because fuck to infinity, to infinity and beyond. Orange. Oh. Uh, it's oh. forever. It's fuck forever, or forever fuck to infinity and beyond. Just to piss Orange off. <laughs> I don't know. I like Daddy Magic, so I was <laughs> I was rooting for those guys. I I I feel like Two Infinity and Beyond is supposed to be the face team. I I think they were too, but I think the I'm telling you, you make the Jericho music quit playing. I don't have to hear that anymore. <laughs> Instantly a face. Well, because face move at Hell on Earth, Two Infinity and Beyond went against Bulking Season. Bulking Season's going to be uh, the one that everybody's going to cheer for. I get it. Yeah. Their next match, though, was at, you know what, I'm not leaving, versus the Bitcoin boys. And are you really going to root for the Dukes team? Oh, I, people do. I do. I mean, I like them. Sometimes. But they got the Smoke and J-sponsored athletes. They are. True story. So, yeah, that's... I'll say this. I think enough time has passed that if two infinity and beyond were tag champs again, people wouldn't be as angry about it as they've been in the past. Like if somehow that's who takes the belts off of PME, if it's two infinity and beyond that takes the belts back, I, I feel like that's the face move. That's the moment. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to see it though. No, I don't know if anybody wants to see another PME versus two infinity and beyond match. Not Orange. that they weren't good. They had, they had a, well, yeah, I mean, but Orange wants to see Colin do anything. I think Orange just sits and watches Colin. Do um, <laughs> but like, I've, we've all seen that match a dozen fucking times. Uh, so I don't think anybody wants to see it. I'm just saying, I, I feel like for a long time, it was like, go away heat on those guys just because they had been, it's like, oh, well, who's the AIW tag champs? Oh, it's to infinity and beyond. Cause of course it fucking is. Because they were just always fucking champs. Uh, I think enough time has passed now that that wouldn't be there, I guess, is what I'm saying. If they I would have to see someone else become tag team champions before that. Only because, just pulled up their cage match. I mean, that's five-time AIW tag champs. And two of the reigns were recently. They weren't that recently. Well, recently, uh, 20... 20. 2019, which 2020 was the, the short-lived one that was only 33 days, but the one before that, which was 217 days, I'm going to still count that as recent. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you 2019 as recent since we had a fucking pandemic of it. And also the fact but that like, PME were the other tag team champions within those, so it's like, just give someone else tag title. Maybe fine, PM, uh, and maybe on his, uh gets another win. I didn't mean to stir the pot with this. I just, I was throwing out a hypothetical. Oh, <laughs> uh, one thing that I, I did love about this match because of the corner we were in, the fact that I don't exactly know what happened, but. That fucking tag rope. Exactly. And, <laughs> and it was like two tag ropes tied together. Yeah. Which was fucking great. 
and it fell apart and he had to tie it back together. Yeah, I I wish it was funny as shit. I wish that was used like the whole show or at least the whole match of being able to be like so far away from the actual turnbuckle, but still yeah. <laughs> on this long ass tag rope being like, ah, I'm, just, I'm holding on to it. I don't know how many people actually saw or noticed that because it was really a thing that like we watched happen in front of us mm-hmm. and like he the shit he did with it after that was really funny like holding on to the end of it and being like almost to the other ring post yeah <laughs> but still having the tag rope my favorite part of that tag rope came a little bit later because there's uh another tag well there's two more tag matches one of them nobody was using any fucking tag ropes but the final match of the show there's a moment where like cardona's in the corner and he goes to hold the tag rope and there's like this what the fuck moment for him where he looks at it and sees that it's like fucking three feet long and he just like yokes up like maybe 10 inches of it and just holds that but there was a moment where i just watched him look real confused at the fucking tag rope thoughts on uh this match it was what i thought it would be it's a bunch of pros in there together it was a good match Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nothing stands out to me as like memorable from it but i remember the whole time watching it being like this match is i like same um, even yeah. on the rewatch like it it's just good yeah i i pretty much agree with all that and then i mean the, the outcome i think too a little bit predictable which which is fine look man it's not a secret if somebody is in and they're from aew guess what they're not doing well the, they could i would say they're not gonna lose the match but they like they can't be the ones to lose the match because technically Ethan Page lost, but he himself didn't lose. Correct. And, and obviously, in a match like this, there's no other option. <laughs> there's no, there's no workaround on this one. Right. There are certain just work under the assumption that if somebody is in and they're from AEW or New Japan or wherever any place of prominence, they ain't fucking lose. Somebody from Impact, but nobody that's on real tv you're working for a mate just not gonna oh someone from impact did lose on the show show yeah and so did an ecw original both of them yeah yeah i, I got i got nothing else to add to this nope it, it was uh that jericho appreciation society formerly known as 2.0 picked up the win after this we went into intermission and we obviously came back to a match uh unannounced match which i do enjoy Pretty Boy Smooth versus Matt Justice. With Fonzie as always. With Fonzie as always. Well, I think that's, they've openly said, like, that's it. They're never going to have Matt without Fonzie. But yeah. Perfect. And uh, Matt should always be with Fonzie. Matt also did the uh, crowd jump again. Not to Stacy, <laughs> not to me, not to Charlie. And I wonder if he regretted it. <laughs> I mean, he. it doesn't seem like he did it to anyone. It seems like he did okay. it straight hey. onto chairs. <laughs> So, so, watching it back on the replay, kid in the front moves, but the dude behind him catches it. Matt it doesn't actually land on chairs, he lands on people. So, like, he still gets caught. From where we were, it just looked like he fell. Yeah, it just looked like he overshot them front row kids and went straight onto a fucking set of chairs. Yeah, the kid, the one kid in the front moved because he was scared, I'm assuming. And... Matt Matt doesn't get as fucked up as we thought he did. <laughs> yeah, he would he would he would have did better of trying where we were because you had me, you, and Charlie within an area. But that is what it is. What it is. I, I didn't think he would do it. 
I thought it was going to be one of those, like, ah, like, Stacy's not in the corner, fuck it. <laughs> then I see he's gone without he's gone without it at Akron before because Stacy wasn't in the corner. I also assumed he wasn't gonna do it. Hey man, pick your seats at your own risk. Well now we, we don't even pick the seats. Yeah, I'm just saying you, you could end up with some seats in a dangerous place, that's all. I thought when me and Butters did it at Hell on Earth, we did we did pretty well. Did fine. Thanks for the vote. I mean it's just it's just <laughs> catching again. Yeah, I know. Well, tell it the people at Akron. Well, fair enough. This was, so this was a surprise match, and I was fucking happy to see it. I I kind of wondered if either of these guys were going to be on the show because neither of them have been announced, and they were like the the glaring omissions from who is usually on these shows. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely a typical match justice match. Not saying that as a uh, as I'm, as I would be complaining. No, it just like we get the we get the, like the door spots, we get chairs, fun shit. Especially to come back from intermission. Fonzie helping sort of <laughs> yeah sometimes Fonzie's help is more detrimental to Matt than it is helpful but still good I'll tell you what the match itself was a surprise but the finish was an even bigger surprise and that's not a knock on pretty boy smooth but he picked up a very big win yeah also think about it coming into this this is two former absolute champions sure fucking is he won because I put the chapstick on him <laughs> Made all the difference. All the difference. What is his I'm record? I'm kidding, 100%. But. I was about to say, what is his record with you putting on the chapstick? You know, honestly, I don't know. I would love to go back and look at that, though. I don't even know what shows I've done it on. But I was going to say, I don't know if you know, but there's this thing called Gage Match <laughs> on it. They keep a record. <laughs> Fuck off. I feel like I it's think been... There was, there's been one show that Hannah did it, but I've done it every other show that he's been on. I think Hannah did it at Hell on Earth. Yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't, you guys are singing. We were in the bleachery things. Any other thoughts on this match? No, it was, it was exactly what I would expect out of a match between these two, with the exception of the finish, which was pretty boy smooth, getting the win over Matt Justice. Via pinfall. Yeah, like a clean pin. He did put him through uh, a door, too. Yeah, and he put him through a door that I thought was that door that won't break. But we were wrong. <laughs> I couldn't it. remember if I could remember if it was this match or the boys it, that had the unbreakable door from the Winchester. More on that door later. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep, let's uh, move on to the next one. Next up, we had the main event versus PME versus bulking season versus the Bitcoin boys for the AIW tag team titles yeah so i've got a bone to pick with this match or <laughs> at a minimum a bone to pick with the match graphic because yeah, graphic designer hey the the dude who makes these fucking flyers usually does a phenomenal job uh, oh i know but in this case i don't know who went wrong in this or if i, I could just be dumb it's very possible that I'm just a big dumb fuck. But the the graphic for this match made me think that it was like a four-on-four match. I didn't even know it was for the fucking titles. I didn't know it was like a four-way tag match. I thought it was like the main event and balking season versus Philly and Marino and the Bitcoin boys or or some however the fuck they were laid out in the the match graphic. I had no clue this match was what it was till the fucking match started. Yeah, I thought it was an eight on eight. Or, four on four. Yeah, four on four. Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a four on four. And then when 
Steve announced it, I was like, wait, it's not a four? Yeah, I was confused as fuck. Okay, I thought the same thing when I seen the graphic, but then when everybody was tweeting about it, like, I think I caught some tweets from the main event and bulking season where it made it sound like, no, this is a four-way. But well, I'd seen a I'd seen a tweet earlier in the day from I think Eric Taylor that had said something about if they had won that uh, drinks were on the Duke at the after party, and I was like, wait, but it's not that kind of match. And then like when he said it, I was like, ah, okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah, like I said, I could just be a big old dumb fuck, but it didn't read like that to me at any point. I, in fairness, I don't think I saw anybody's tweets about this match. Uh, I just saw that match. PME with the slowed down version of their uh, music so that people can't have the good times and good vibes with it. I like that move. Totally, totally agree. I like that they're getting away from the fun, happy song, which, fuck, I, I love that song. I've been in Mark's many times and that's been playing and start dancing a little bit, but take that away from us. It, it, it helps fit where they are instead of just happy song and guys we're supposed to hate. This, this kind of match is fucking weird too. Like mm-hmm. I usually don't like these because it just turns into fucking chaos. Like it's not really a tag match. It's like a scramble book for tag teams. Tornado tag match basically. Yeah. This match was good. Mm-hmm. I just, I usually, I, I, it had the kind of match it is going against it. Um, also me going into it thinking it was a different match, probably. <laughs> a little bit. This goes to show you the, like some of the contenders we have in the tag division. Obviously with PME being the champions, but still the main event contenders, bulking season contenders, Bitcoin boys contenders. And it's reasonable that any of these teams could be the ones to beat PME. Sure. It's more than reasonable that main event would be. Yeah. And it seems Uh, like they've been so close. They have been very close. Uh, They are just, and this is not a knock on anybody else in this match, um, but like the main event are just a a fucking force. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're, it is, it's, it's not that they're so much better. I mean, Philly and Marino are a great fucking tag team. And can hang with whoever. Um, Balking season has certainly came into their own over the last year. And the Bitcoin boys wrestle above their weight class for sure. Mm -hmm. But the main event look like they're from fucking 90s WWF. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they just look like they outclass everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it almost doesn't look fair. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, how are these fucking guys going to lose to anybody? They look like fucking walking. What are the big action figures? LJNs? Or yeah, they they look like walking LJN figures, like fucking massive. They, they're fucking huge. They're like, they're everything that's great about teams like Legion of Doom and Harlem Heat. Just like two really big fucking dudes who are ripped and going to beat the shit out of everybody. Uh, and they can wrestle not like big dudes. It's man. They're so fucking good. I still, I don't, I'll say it until I'm blue in the fucking face. I don't understand how they're not on television. I don't, I've heard people have said things and I have an idea of, of, of why they're not based on some things I've heard. Uh, but God damn it. I don't even begin to, I mean, good for us, right? We get to see them in places 
like the Tadmore Shrine and, and the fucking Odeon, who the fucking Winchester, wherever, you know? Uh, but man, really fucking good. There's such a good. Yeah. That pretty much agree with all that shit with, uh, the main event. Uh, another, t- I mean, that's another team that, you know, they haven't been in AIW that long. Are you fuck? We're at a year. Yeah. They were on, they debuted at one of the fucking surprise card shows. I want to say it was hello Cleveland, but I could be wrong. Yeah. It was the first night. Okay. Yeah. It was hello Cleveland. And even then, like it was, I think it was Duke. Duke was at Hey Yo. He, he did the new talent initiative. The only reason I was told Gannon didn't because like he had already like planned a vacation that weekend. Right. And then they didn't use Duke on the show because they knew it was a tag team and there was no reason to put one dude out there Mm -hmm. when they knew they were going to use both of them eventually. What I had, um, and boy, they fucking have, Mm -hmm. um, those dudes are at this point, AIW regulars and it's goddamn. it's look, I like the guys from balking season. I like Bitcoin boys. I like Philly and Marino bad news for all you motherfuckers. That is a goddamn tag team. Mm -hmm. And easily one of the best themes in AIW. Yeah. Oh, hands down. I think actually it was after they debuted at Hello Cleveland the next maybe it was the, like the next day I was fucking listening to that that song. Like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I'm sure it's on the playlist by now, right? Oh yeah, it's it's been on the playlist. It's been a while. Any other thoughts on this match? Because I mean basically it was, you know, like a tornado tag match of just shit going crazy everywhere. Uh Philly and Marino were opportunistic and uh took advantage of a situation got themselves a win. Mm-hmm. Can't fault them for that. Uh, but I, man, at some point there's going to be, uh, I, I, I foresee a fucking fair tag match between PME and the main event. And that boy, I think new champs when that happens. And I can't wait. Same here. It was Marino getting the pin on uh, Mikey. And afterwards they uh, left through the crowd on to the next match. Next up was Isaiah Broner versus Kaplan. One thing I liked about this match going into it, uh, both wrestlers paid homage to Scott Hall. You had Broner with his tights and then you had Kaplan coming out with the toothpick. <laughs> the little strut, the toothpick. <laughs> yep. This match. Oh man. W- w- was, was this the, uh, your match tonight, Stacey? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, so yeah, man, this is the one, this is, this ended up being my match of the night. Uh, going into it, it could have been this, it could have been the J pro and chase match. I went with that one as my original thought because I thought the work rate would be higher and I thought they'd pull out some crazy shit and they had a great match, but these two beat the motherfucking shit out of each other. They hit each other so fucking hard. It was amazing. Crazy, crazy chops, crazy fucking slaps, crazy punches, just a lot of some thuds, some smacks. Oh, fuck was it crazy. Any 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 thoughts on uh, all the slapping and everything, Pam? Uh, yeah, I went into Saturday with every intention of this potentially being match of the night. Isaiah and Kaplan are both great. Uh, Isaiah's a newcomer for sure, at least to us. Um, I love everything he's done thus far. Him and Kaplan be in this match together, though. Kaplan has had such a year and then some recently, like from being on cards to disappearing to pandemic to coming back for Go for Broke and then just like 
showing up and showing out over the summer and through the rest of the year into this year. Like, Kaplan is just fucking delivering. And this match being essentially um, what Butters was saying, like, it should be these two and whoever wins gets Suzuki. Um, it It's fucking great. Like, it, everything about it was fantastic. They destroyed each other. There was chaos. There was destruction. Big meaty men slapping meat. Like, it it was fantastic. And it's definitely a match that you should fucking watch and go out of your way to watch 110%. I'll say this too, like from the moment that Kaplan and Josh had that fucking match at JCW, it seems like that was this weird spark where Kaplan's trajectory went to the fucking moon immediately. And the the other thing about Kaplan is like at just a surface look. You could be like, ah, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes out there who are like a bigger dude who wrestles in a fucking t-shirt. There's a bunch of Ka- Kaplan's out there. There's not. Like, Kaplan is fucking unique. There's not another fucking Kaplan out there. You might think there's some other guy, some other place that is similar to Kaplan. He, he fucking is. Uh, it's, Kaplan is unique, and I'm really fucking glad that he has kind of came into his own in 2021 2020 i think the the issue that we had with kaplan previously like before the pandemic was just his availability because uh of like his job and everything he he was kind of traveling so he wasn't able to blue collar baby yeah he he wasn't able to be there all the time he is now and we're getting to see all his fucking insanity and it's it's great it kind of feels like it was worth the wait too because I, yeah. I, I think that's like another big thing of that people aren't thinking about when it comes to Kaplan was just his availability compared to now. Yeah. And, you know, there's Kaplan always never fails to do something that either I don't remember he can do or it's something I haven't seen him do before. Pulls it all the time where he does some shit that you're like, ah, dude, that size or dude who looks like that shouldn't be able to do that. thing. Um, I man, there's not enough good to say about Kaplan Bronner, too, man. Mm-hmm. Bronner. Another guy who I could see, you know, in not the near future, but in the not far future, um, having opportunities for bigger things. Uh, that dude has a lot of potential. A lot of fucking potential. We talk about people who've been in AIW for a year. I mean, he hasn't even hit a year yet. And he, I feel like he kills it every time. Yeah. I mean, Warner, I go ahead. You said he hasn't even been in a year. I don't know. Has he been in six months? I think debuted at a Winchester show and has definitely risen up the ranks from Winchester show to, Hey, I need a replacement to, Hey, you're on the main card real fucking quick. What after this, he's in what I would call the main event of the next show. I realize the main events, a different match, but, uh, there's, there's a guy on the flyer and it ain't Matt Cardona. It's been just over. Six months. Yeah. Uh, that Winchester show was Ace Degenerates, and that was September 23rd. So we're looking at what he's been able to do in pretty much six months. Yeah, because he's impressive, man. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not like he was like a, he's not new. He's not green. He's been wrestling for a while. Mm-hmm. He's just new to AIW. And he's improved. I've seen him wrestle other places on IWTV, you know, previously. 
And he's he's another guy that has shown vast improvements over where he was. And that comes with experience. It also comes with, you know, getting in with people who are maybe at a different skill level, you know? He he's someone that stepped out of his home territory and has really gotten a lot better. And on top of not even just getting better, uh he's he's had a lot more exposure. And he just he comes off as cool, you know? Yeah, like, that too. There's there's a fucking cool factor too. From the first time he came out wearing a fucking was it a Versace bulletproof vest or a Gucci bulletproof vest? Versace, I think. Yeah. Because me and Pat were geeking over it. The whole thing with him is cool. Anything else to add to this fucking insane match? And definitely, I think we're all going to agree match of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's match of the night. Uh, it was brutal, and uh, it certainly set up what you thought it was going to set up. Uh, uh, Isaiah Broner pins Kaplan, and then after the match, you know, Broner and Kaplan shake hands, and Broner grabs the mic and just says, Minoru Suzuki. And we flipped our shit. At least I did. Yeah, man. I got to say this, though. And Bronner's a big boy, and Suzuki's an old man. But I don't know if he can hit Suzuki the way he was hitting Kaplan and get away with it. That's true. I mean, unless he wants to get hit that hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he does. Yeah, fuck a murder, Grandpa. Don't underestimate him. He could put Bronner's dick in the dirt. Gonna be a fucking wild match. I know... Just as when they when they announced Suzuki, like we were we were gonna get him, I was like, all right, who who is he gonna go up against? And kind of had a list, and the two names that stuck out to me the most of what I would like to see was Kaplan and Broner. I leaned way more towards Broner than Kaplan, but I thought Kaplan would be the one because of everything we've seen of him over the last year. Of like, yeah, this is like gonna be that big match for him. Yeah, so I think. There's two ways to look at Suzuki, and that way is definitely, you know, that he's hard hitters, chops. And, uh, I can see where the matchup with both of those guys land. There's that other side to Suzuki, too, though, that, like, I think shined at the match that he had with Dom at Time Bomb and uh, when he's wrestled some other good technical wrestlers in his last run here in the States, uh, Daniels and shit like that. Um, but... I would have liked to, obviously he's busy, would have liked to have seen Bishop wrestle him. I think that could have been a really fucking cool match uh, with with a little different flavor to it than what the Bronner match is going to be. Um, but the Bronner match is going to be, it's going to be, there's, and other than having Dom wrestle him again, but like really, what are you going to get out of him versus Dom and that you didn't already get? Yeah. Other than what possibly Dom wins this time. Uh, but that match already happened. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have it happening. I think the only reason why it would happen again is to have it in Dom's home area, but at the same time, it it, it at least still happened. Yeah. So like Dom was I, I, kind of on my list, but also was filthy. Well, yeah, but again, that's a match that can happen other places. They both True. work for the same company. Mm-hmm. I looked at it as like uh, New Japan would definitely have no issue with him going up against filthy. Well, certainly, and so there's a number of things that I can see where, you know, that's a situation where, you know, if circumstances were a little bit different, then either guy could really come out the winner, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you somebody who I, you know, maybe not a lot of people thought about this, but somebody who was on my list too, um, The honestly, the next name that came to me when 
the realization that like, ah, well, Josh is kind of involved other places. It wouldn't be him was Derek. Uh, I thought Ooh, yeah. he could have gotten something fucking really cool out of Derek and Suzuki. Um, but I got no complaints about Bronner's not one fucking complaint at all. Uh, that, like I said, to me, that's the main event of that next show. I realize that we're, we're about to talk about what the main event of that next show is actually going to be, but that's fine. Match for the title should always be the main event, but we all know what the fucking main event of that next show is. And it ain't for them fucking belts. I'm going to use, uh, these next two words and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but too bad that Eddie Kingston signed to AEW because uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing that match either. That'd be- yeah, I mean, he got a tag match against Suzuki. He had his moment with Suzuki at AEW. That's Would true. I like to see uh, Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki in the Odeon sitting front row? Fuck yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> of course, I would like to see fucking Danielson versus him from fucking 10 feet away too. Uh, you know, but that, those guys ain't showing up to AIW. Yeah. Uh, next month and Bronner is and you're not going to see Bronner versus Suzuki anywhere else you wouldn't have seen Kaplan versus Suzuki anywhere else and all the dudes that are in the mix that were ever a thought in my head Bishop Derek either of these two Kaplan or Bronner those aren't matches you're going to get anywhere but AIW Mm -hmm. so that's to me that's the thing you know if you're going to bring Suzuki in, why bring him in to have a match that could happen somewhere else just to say you did it? You bring him in to have a match that can only happen at the place that you're bringing him. Any thoughts on Suzuki and Broner? Pam? Let's fucking go. I can't wait. Is it April 22nd yet? It's not. Is that show sold out yet? Because it fucking should be. Last I saw, uh, I think John or AIW posted that there were limited tickets remaining. So if it's not sold out yet, it might be, or it's close to it. But either way, if you are in the area, or at least within an hour and a half, two hours, ten hours, come to this fucking show. There's nothing else happening that day. Come to this show. There's nothing else happening in Cleveland. Or anywhere else. Come to the show. Well, I mean, my point being, that show's going to sell out. It's going to sell out before the day of the show. Oh, for sure. Like, the consolation prize is if you sleep on this motherfucker and you don't get tickets for it, uh, I guess there's another show in another city that if you really want to travel, you can go to and see a bunch of, uh, you can see. No, but I, I'm pretty sure I just said there was nothing else happening about that. I appreciate that. That's the, <laughs> that's probably the right, that's probably the right, uh, the right way to go. But yeah, there's point- no other three. There's no other three letter uh, wrestling shows happening that day at all on the other side of the state or another part of the state. No, but at the right. end of the day, it doesn't matter. That's kind right. of my point is they can run wherever they want to that day. And that's fine. This show's going to fucking sell out. Yeah. So it's not going to matter. And it's going to sell out before the day of the show. Buy fucking tickets. I realize most people who are probably listening to this already have their fucking ticket. I'm telling you, if you have any intention of going to this fucking show, buy your fucking ticket now. Not next week, not two weeks from now. If you don't get paid till Friday, fucking do it Friday. But there's a couple payday Fridays between now and then, and this motherfucker is gonna sell out before the 22nd. I would would bet fucking dollars on it. Will either of you be doing a meet and greet? Ah, man. So I didn't do it in North Dakota, so I probably won't do it here either. 
Uh, literally, literally stood next to him and didn't even nothing. I'm nope. I'm I'm too scared to do a meet and greet. He's I'll tell you what I would. I'll tell you what I would do. And this this probably sounds like the worst idea ever. And I'm sure there's a number of of fucking legal stipulations that make this not happen. I would pay to take a chop from Suzuki. I don't need a picture with him, but I'd pay to take a chop from. Yeah, that would probably regret it. Oh God, that old man to cave my chest in. But yeah, I I can't wait for that show. I will be doing a meet and greet for that one. I just don't do a lot of meet and greets, man. I I know. I'm I'm just stoked to see Suzuki again in person. Uh, never thought I'd ever in a bajillion years get a chance that close again. I just hope that we keep getting more fucking Japanese talent coming back through now that things are starting to be more open and and travels more available i just i I notice ishii's always in country now ishii's in the united states all the time i think he's here more than he is in japan just throwing that name out there ishii love to see would love to see ishii love to see ishii i'd pay for that meet and greet john thorne (laughs) last time you said something about that he ended up booking somebody well, that's a coincidence, but I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Ishii, that's a that's a meet and greet I'd pay for. I think the one Japanese talent I would love to see, not necessarily in AIW. I mean, granted, I would I love it, but in the states in general. But I don't know if he comes over here. I would love Togi Makabe. That would be cool. I would like Kikitaro to be allowed back in the United mm, yep. States. I was going to mention that one too. Maki Ito. I would like Maki Ito to be in the United States. Ooh, I love it. All right. Let's uh, move on to the main event. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, the major players versus Wes Barkley and Joshua Bishop, the Rip City Shooters. Kind of kind of what I expected for this match. Yeah. So they did the entrance music for Scott Hall, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. And I get it. But man, just always, please just always come out to you boys because it is hard to get hype to the fujis now and it's real easy to get hype to sabotage i i still think it was the right call because I'm saying it wasn't yeah. i'm just saying i i missed sabotage because i i do know wes uses that in singles competition now yeah so i was curious whether they would come out to sabotage or fujis and i was i was happy they did one time only fine and uh give that give that props to scott hall especially at the last venue that we saw him at at aiw you know what i uh i kind of like west with the short hair the long hair was great but i'm there's something i like about the short hair too him and josh got like the same haircut now yeah Yeah. i'm gonna miss the size joe bob hair but it definitely looks good on him and of course thumbs up for bishop thumbs up for Any real big thoughts on this match? I mean, like I said, it's exactly what I what I thought it was going to be. Um, that fucking door showed up. Oh, yeah. Forgot. <laughs> so about that door we talked about earlier. Man, they need to put like a fucking X on that door or something so people know. I mean, it's broke now. Oh, that's yeah. You, it, it did break in this match. It finally broke three spots later. I don't know, man. It, you know, it's it's what it is. It was it was a tag match to move things along it did what it needed to this was the match though that earlier where i said there was a match that felt long this match felt long and it was long that's why it was almost 21 minutes long that's a long match longest match on the card too uh, for obvious reasons but i even uh pull back up cage match i want to say nothing else got 
double digit minute wise. No, it's Chad did J pro. Yeah. Yeah. But this match was like a few seconds shy of, well, maybe a minute. So it's like a minute shy uh, of being as long as the three matches before it Mm -hmm. together. And it's almost, Uh, it's almost double the length of the second longest match on the card, which was J pro and chase. Right. But I get it. It's the main event. Um, it's got, you know, uh, the, what I would assume is the highest paid dudes on the show. Um, so I get it. I get why it would be long. And, uh, I just, I felt like it just, you could have shaved some minutes off of it and had a, maybe a, a little bit better match. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but it's, it was, it felt a little long. I think if a lot of the outside shit hadn't happened, like the garbage can shit that we didn't see, but ultimately walk through at the end, like there was a lot of saying, I didn't get to see what this looked like playback because I stopped the show before um, it finished. But yeah, like I think if they had like gotten in the ring a little bit sooner, but I mean, obviously it's going to be a long match, but I don't like Matt Cardona and it took forever and I just hated seeing them. So I was over it. <laughs> say this though uh, and Wes is another guy who's came along fucking like if you go back and look at the the West that debuted uh long long ago and wrestled uh, in one of the n- not good student matches I've ever seen at that place in Menor um like bad that it sticks out in my memory bad uh to go from there to where he is now, like he looks like a different person. He his his wrestling has evolved. Um, Wes is a good wrestler at this. Uh, and Josh Bishop, one hundred percent, like full grown man, hangs with Matt Cardona and doesn't look out of place at all. Amen. Like Josh, Josh could be plug and played right into fucking TV wrestling, and he would nobody would bat an eye. Um, he. Absolutely hangs with Cardona and Myers. No, no doubt about it. Um, and he has good, there's good shit that comes out of his matches with those. So, uh, it, you know, this match was what I thought it was going to be, um, for better or worse. Uh, I will say this. Um, I don't think one thing that none of us have really touched on would have happened if Cardona had never been brought in and been uh, in the position that he's in now. And that is that commentary uh, has an incredible upgrade. And this is not to diminish how good the Duke is on commentary because he is very good at Um, Carson can hang on commentary at time. Um, And Wadsworth is always uh, class. He's in, uh, for me, for indie wrestling, uh, Wadsworth's as good as it gets for somebody who's, you know, doing indies only on the regular. If Matt Cardona is not involved in AIW, I don't think we ever get Nathan Zagura around AIW. And in turn, we don't ever get Nathan Zagura on AIW commentary. And that dude is very fucking good at commentary. Very fucking good at common. Uh, that is to me the biggest thing that's came out of Cardona's run in AIW, and I hope that whenever possible, Zagura is on commentary because it elevates AIW. It makes it sound better. 
I would say Zagura is the uh, the commentator in AIW with the most credentials since uh, Vic Trilliante. And sure, that's, and you see you see where that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like but, uh, I, it's nothing against, like you said, nothing against Duke Carson, uh, Wadsworth, and early on for me Pedro. But like it's it's like this other level. Of someone who like that's in one way their job. Oh yeah, personal disagreements aside, mm-hmm. Duke is very fucking good at commentary. Mm-hmm. Very fucking good at commentary. Nathan Zagura is better. Yeah, and he should he should be. So like Zagura comes in with in a situation where he spends x amount of hours a day talking on the radio which doesn't necessarily immediately translate over to being able to call a wrestling match in any way um but he he obviously knows how to fill space knows how to fucking stretch for time and do whatever you know what i mean like there's skills that come with being on a, a timed radio show yeah uh, and that shows um he he also has a higher profile. You know what I mean? Like that's the highest profile dude. Like he works for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Like directly for the fucking Browns. He travels with the team. Uh he sometimes steps on a football field and gets suspended and told he can't be there anymore. <laughs> um it's but like and he's a wrestling fan. Like regularly anytime that I would go to like a a bigger event at fucking uh rocket mortgage or the Q or uh you know whatever they were calling it as gundarina um you would always see him with his fucking you know his comped ms seats uh front row you know at wwe shit like the dude likes wrestling and uh him being involved is good for aiw it's very good i would go as far as to say that in cleveland it's a bigger deal to have segura on commentary than it is to have cardona coming in as champ because that dude has a radio show where on Monday when they go, hey, what'd you do this weekend? He'll be like, well, I called fucking wrestling for AIW. And then a whole city full of fucking football fans goes, what the fuck's an AIW? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. To me, that's the biggest deal. Getting getting him involved in this is a big deal. And like, who knows? Who knows what it could lead to for, for both him and AIW? Hopefully it leads to a bunch more asses in seats just from people becoming aware of it based on somebody of a higher profile being involved, which is kind of the goal with having somebody like Cardona there. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's worked at least a little bit. And I hope for some people, maybe they aren't showing up to shows, but depending on, you know, their location, like it's at least letting them put AIW on their radar. That's what, that's what I hope. I mean, it's going to be different for everybody. Sure. Well, those dudes definitely have their fan base, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and at least while he's here, some of them are going to pay attention to AIW. And after he's not here all the time, uh, assuming that that's going to happen, which, of course, it's going to fucking happen. Um, One way or another. Yeah. Um, hopefully some of them retain interest, right? Hopefully in them tuning in to see Cardona, they've seen Kaplan. Or they've seen, you know, fucking Chase Oliver. Or they've seen Dominic Green. And they go, oh, well, I fucking like this guy. And I like this guy. Well, now I'm going to watch AIW because that's where these fucking go. Um, and, and I hope there is some of that. Um, but, I mean, he's still champ now. So, I mean, it's not like they're going anywhere for a minute. And he's the NWA champ right now. So, that's another level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, 
Although I don't know, I, I think AIW might have a bigger fucking audience than the NW. I think old Billy Pumpkins might be. Uh, <laughs> the, I th- the only thing I'll say that I think NWA has going for is just the name. That's it. The rec- the recognition of that belt and the name NWA. Yeah, I was lump- certainly ain't the talent on the fucking roster. I was lumping in the the belt with the name, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but I, don't- I mean, when, when he takes pictures with all of his belts, the AIW belts are there with the NWA title. So there's that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I got. I got nothing more for this. It was uh, Joshua Bishop pinning Brian Myers to get the win for the shooters. And then after the match, PME comes out and uh, attacks the Rip City shooters. And then basically Cardona, Myers, uh, and PME just beat down uh, both Bishop and Wes. And then we get uh, Josh Prohibition coming out for the save and clears the ring. And then we get the challenge for the next show of J pro versus Cardona. There wasn't an official answer. Like Cardona was actually shaking his head, but listening to the early episode of the major wrestling figure podcast this week, it's, it's the match. It has been accepted. So, and, uh, that's, that's a fucking cool match. You know, there's, there's a handful of matches that can really only happen at AIW. And that's a, that's a fucking AIW match. And you know, it's a callback to, Shit that was started uh, with Hell on Earth. Um, I I will say this. Uh, at, at least there's a cohesive story, which is m- a lot more than I can say for other places that that dude's been post-W. I agree. But again, the biggest thing for me is Zagur. I encourage everybody to go watch the show on IWT. Like, I was sold on Segura the last show when he just did the commentary for one match like the 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 way that he's able to just sit down and it seems like it's natural to him fucking amazing from a guy who's poor at best at commentary and tried pretty fucking hard uh is not so easy to do uh and and he fucking good at it i for one am a huge fan of mr cardona coming to a iw uh i did i did do another meet and greet with him because <laughs> Um, Jesus. how many times do you have to pay to stand next to a guy and get a picture? How many pictures? Oh my do you God. Justin. Mr. Cardona. Jesus. That's, that's the, that's the proper term. I, I picked that up from Pat. Mr. Cardona. Mr. Fuckface is more like it. I don't know how many. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta count dude, how many pictures I have with him. <laughs> dude was whining on whatnot. Cause people were bidding a dollar. Come on. Oh, nah. He was, he was, he was throwing a fit cause people were giving him money. That's you that fucking eat shit. I'll say one thing. <laughs> I'll say There's one the Stacy I know. Him. I'll say one thing about him. The next Toy Hio he comes in for, I hope the Christ Rick does not assign me to him. <laughs> Much happy with the assignment I have for this year, but I, I don't know if I could ever work with Cardona. I'll, pu- I'll put in a good word for you. Fuck it. <laughs> don't like Brian Myers. Yeah, I like Brian. I'll work with Brian. I won't work with Matt. Dude, it's just little shit like that. Like, I. Sometimes I watch their whatnot auctions literally to see how stupid of money their like crazy cult will spend on things just because they've had them like figures that you can buy for like $25. They'll spend like 70 fucking dollars on just because those guys egg them on and because they're like, oh, well, mine's the one that the Cardona own. It's that doesn't matter to anybody but you, brother. Like it matters to you and the other people in that little cult. And you just paid $70 for a $30 figure. 
And while you were doing it and bidding it up with somebody else and trying to give that dude more money, he was literally complaining. The other two weren't, but he was. Yeah, I really like, I really like Brian. Brian rules. Brian rules. Mark rules. Swoggle fucking rules too. Swoggle fucked up on what not the other. Was it because he was selling PS5s? No. <laughs> nah, man, that's just his Twitter that's selling PS5s. Uh, no, he misunderstood like what pre-bids were on somebody's, like on a dude from Niles fucking auctions that sets up a toy Ohio. Um, like while Swoggle was on vacation, he was in a whatnot auction and he pre-bid 20 bucks on a bunch of different figures thinking it was like max bid <laughs> and instead it was like as soon as the figures popped up boom 20 bucks <laughs> so he he won like he spent like 80 bucks on four galoobs misunderstood pre-bids on whatnot i did not know that you wouldn't unless you were watching that dude's whatnot on i was he had Lord. an andre the giant figure up all right that's uh pretty much the show any uh final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go start with pam um great show all in all um aside from the shitty weather because jesus fucking christ we can never have an aiw show without precipitation falling from the sky or it being cold um but it was a great show love being sad more everything's always rad uh sunday was decent um aiw is great follow me on twitter if you don't know my fucking twitter account by now jesus christ uh what are you doing with your life uh I'm on here all the time. <laughs> um, it's at P-A-M-E-L-A-A underscore N-I-C-O-L-E-E. Uh, find me on Instagram. If I like you, maybe I'll accept your request. Um, yay for AIW. Yay for going back to Tadmore in May. Yay for Brownie Sundays in the parking lot. How's the new girl podcast coming? Ah, fuck right off. Failing. Um, kind of. I don't know. Butters and I... I think we're going to do it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have other priorities I should get done first before I do the fucking podcast. But with the way life is going, Lord only knows. How about you, Stacy? Man, I used to have a podcast. <laughs> um, Once upon I, a time. Yeah, I haven't done it for a long. Uh, I actually planned on having it back by now. And uh, I have the next five episodes planned out uh the guests are already set up and two and i feel bad because cord already and we haven't but i just you know i took my little break from it to move and uh i just uh you know i haven't uh i haven't done it again but it is coming back so there will be super fantastic again and when it does it'll be regular every month it'll probably be in april there will probably be one this um so that'll happen uh it'll be back so it, you probably no longer are subscribed to it because it's been gone for so long. But uh, it'll be back and there'll be posts on the fucking internet when it is. But it'll still be what it always was. Uh, just talking about fucking horror movies. And of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we no longer have a merch store anywhere like i said earlier in the show please rate review and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast whether it be apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in youtube spotify iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music or podbean wrestling cheers.podbean.com check out our friends on the trending topics network such as all beer inside your vision showcase the spanish announce table 
check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Gay Marks Podcast, Power Bomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mikes, X Over Podcast, This Ends at Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Ohio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And you know what? Uh, today's my birthday. Later. Oh, happy birthday! birthday. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week